You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Go Plug Yourself. We've been talking to awesome people in Montreal since 2011. Just a friendly reminder that if you're going to be buying anything on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, uh, go to 9to5.cc first and click the links at the bottom or in the sidebar so that we get a bit of that money. Uh, f- also, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and enjoy the show. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. It's Walter and Keith talking on the because if you watch video, some video, yeah. remember how you, those all those videos where yeah. they could see people's like double sets of eyelids blinking and shit. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. yeah. like this is like fucking the, reptilians, uh, the, man. Eighties television event V. Yes, I was just gonna say that. Fucking and love you know, v. just eat some hamsters. And then they fucking remade it. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was it's terrible. It, <laughs> it wasn't as good. It wasn't. What's the Infowars yeah. guy? What's the Infowars? Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Remember, yeah, Alex remember when? Jones. Remember when a year ago, Alex Jones wasn't a wasn't, wasn't taken a seriously as a political pundit. Yeah. Remember, yeah. remember when now that was a thing? Is, yeah. And <laughs> he had to admit that he was doing a character. Yeah. Remember when, when, yeah. He, was in, when he was in legal troubles with his based on his he was getting a divorce. Yeah. He was because he cheated on his wife. This is just a character. I don't really mean any of that. Yeah. Brazen <clears throat> asshole? Yes, you are. Yeah. Uh, hey, Walter. Let's talk about Sarah Huckabee. Conspiracy time. <laughs> <laughs> I really think I know who Sarah Huckabee is. Is she the daughter of that she, uh, that other? She's Huckabee the one. Dude? Is the PR flack? She's the, no. She she's she's be. not a PR flack. She's the fucking press secretary. Oh, yes, it's, oh, a, that well, it's a very important yeah. job. Yeah. Yes, it is a very it is a very important. Is she the daughter of Mike Huckabee? Yes, I believe. Yes, or granddaughter or something. She's Sister of. I heart Huckabee. Right, great right, movie. great. That is a good misunderstood movie. film. That is <laughs> terrible. Some people hate it. There is a serious petroleum crisis. <laughs> so Sarah Huckabee, who is the press secretary, yes. is just continuing with this trend of of all the, uh, of all people under Trump, which is just constant. Constant battling of the media, deflating, right? De- yes. just con- constant like fights and just like, yeah. and it's <laughs> like she's like, well, you know, you guys make mistakes all the time and your fake news and stuff. It's like I don't think one mistake indicates fake news. She's like, but you got to own up for it. Like we own up for it all the time. She's like, <laughs> yeah. no, you don't. This is um, like vaguely. I'm Sarah Huckabee. <laughs> this is vaguely on brand for our guests. This conversation. Yeah. It is vaguely on brand. Because of the fact that uh, joining us now is Velma Candias and Jimmy Fool. Jimmy Fool. Uh, yes. From the Candias Cabaret. That is right. The 60th edition is in real world tomorrow night. No, Friday. Thursday. Oh, it comes Thursday. So it's tomorrow yeah. night for the listeners. Podcast world, it's Tuesday. Real world, it's Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you guys are doing a Russia theme. Christmas? It is. It is red, red Christmas. Christmas. So it, it it is implied that uh, some of our some of our old friends might be visiting from the uh, the other frozen north and uh, <laughs> bringing some of their values, like you know. Uh, How many of the cabaret performers are going to be uh, testing positive for illegal substances? Because for the Olympics, all of them. If 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 it's candy ass cabaret, that is a constant. Mm. Everyone all the time on brand. For but that. we are under yes. a neutral flag. You guys flag. were lucky; you were allowed to participate. Yeah. In the in this cabaret event, in this in the burlesque area, this glorious you're under, be under a neutural flag. Bang. That's right. Yeah. Flag. It may is may a constant battle. Flag. Yes, <laughs> our <laughs> glorious cabaret workers. Right. You yes. know, uh, the proletariats <laughs> are are indeed. You know, many of them so working hard. So, uh, <laughs> tell us about the cabaret 
I guess. Tell us about the cabaret. Oh, Vilma. that's right. That's you, Velma, right from the beginning. I was gonna say. I was gonna when we were doing. I was doing the pre-interview when you yeah, had the can before. Yeah, I heard it. There's the walls yeah. Um, I, I gotta say, as part of me thought that you know there might have been like a period joke in there somewhere, like in in the the red the the red Christmas. Okay. I was like, but maybe that could be like one act or something. That could or, be. That could be. But it's if not you guys that run out of ideas, show. that's yeah. not that show. Right. <laughs> it's no. not. It's not a Menzies. Themed shows. No, but I'm I could saying, go towards that on totally another. Totally could. I could see that. I or but or a Game of Thrones kind yeah. of deal. Yeah, you no, know, that's been done done to yeah, death right. here Everyone in the city. Stabbed in the stomach. Back. That's it. And they wear like cheap furs from Salvation Back Army, so I don't need that. Mm-hmm. No, no. The Candy Ass Cabaret is a monthly cabaret. It's on the third Friday of the month. Very month. easy to remember. And um, basically, we run with different themes for each month. So the main core group of performers have to. To be able to produce a new act every month, we really yeah, don't wow. repeat our acts at all. That's, that's tough. Like, I'm just it's like, tough. I find I'd be like a comedian getting like a new three, four minutes every month. That's right, <laughs> and very yeah. few, honestly. Like, yeah, like for example, I'm not able to hire many comedians because they're repeating their acts. Yeah. Numerous times to polish it up, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, in the cabaret scene, as a vaudeville you know, burlesque type performer, you have to be able to be inventive enough, Im- improvise enough that you can create a new act. Right. And then from those new improvised acts, after you've performed it at my show, for example, you can go like, oh, that went over really well. I can now even spend more time to polish it up to make it into an even bigger act. Right. There's a lot so of new a- and fresh acts that get pulled out specifically at Candy Ass. Cool. That's, that's it. So it's it's stuff. really. So do you guys have like the same kind of rotating cast of characters? There is. Like, I, mean, there I, is I see a from the photos. There kind of like there's additions. Usual suspects. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there are the usual suspects. I always have uh, Diane LaBelle, who's a belly dancer. Mm-hmm. Damiana Dolce is one of our premier burlesque lounge singers here in town. We have Nat King Pole, who is the drag king of Montreal. Nat King Pole. And drag kinging is, for those listeners who don't know, it's a female who impersonates a male. So it's the equivalent of a drag queen, but the opposite sex. And Nat is a very funny sort of performer because Nat doesn't lip sync. She actually sings. Okay. And is quite the ladies' man. Yeah, no, I've seen that. As a a performer. It's it's quite impressive. Extremely blue songs. Yes, quite naughty. Yes, and yes. so sometimes even that can be a bit of a challenge because sometimes Nat really goes way <laughs> off onto the deep blue end with like really, really naughty songs. And then there's other regular... Like our, like the, the, the man who does our introduction song, Leland. Oh, Leland. Oh, Leland. Yes, Leland. Leland, Leland can head quite, quite into oh, blue he territory gets, too. Oh, Leland. He's <laughs> been on the show a couple times. He's been on the show quite a yeah. few times and oh, his, his songs can get really... Feel Quite like naughty. Not family friendly. Yeah. No. <laughs> nope, blue nope. is blue is one term, and then there's like somewhere past that. It kind of goes past that. That's where Leland lives. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. Leland's like a raw steak, like out of the packaging. You know? <laughs> but, but slightly rotten. It's been sitting there too long. So a it's little bit, yeah. Well, I don't know. There's a, a dead certain, cow on the side of the road. There's oh. a certain refinement to Leland, even, yes. I find, as a performer. Like a, he's he's he, quite... Uh, oh, yes. 
It's a good yeah. cut. It's a good cut of meat. Yes. Yeah. There you go. It's, He's just, a, it's just been sitting it's a just while. It's just very raw. That's right. it. So what's, what's interesting about the cabaret is is that you have this sort of core group of key performers that are there practically every month. And that's yep. an accomplishment, I figure, in and of itself. And then you have guest performers who are coming mm-hmm. in from out of town. So, for example, I have all the way from Vancouver. And boy, are her arms tired. Oh. Right. Oh. Uh, oh. Hey, Rodney. Um, a you didn't actually say that she flew in, though. No, that's true. You I gotta set it up. I, yeah, oh, yeah. I gotta set it up. She's flying in from Vancouver. <laughs> there it is. There and you go. Boy, are her arms tired. Yeah, there it is. Ms. V, and she is a ukulele yeah. player, and she's a big. That's why her arms are tired. That's why her arms are tired. She's been on the train uh-huh. playing the ukulele for Play weeks. Plunk, plunk, plunk. plunk. You know. So she plays vintage <laughs> songs and sings vintage songs from the 1940s and 50s right. from yeah. female performers. So it's a nice uh, sort of representation that we have on stage. Cool. We've also had uh, international people, people from France. Mm-hmm. That's coming, right. A um, couple of different dances, a couple of other places, people from the U.S., from Toronto, of course, from, from US, Florida, the U.S. All over. Yeah. 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 So, so you're saying this is monthly and you're saying this is 60. So you've done been doing this a five while. Years. Yes. How did five this years. How did this start? Five years. Five years. Good five years. Basically five over years. five years. <laughs> um, Facebook told me it was the fifth year anniversary. That's right. Ago. That's right. My so, um, <laughs> Math, I I'll tell you that. <laughs> Six and twelve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I run it as a seasonal, so right. like a theater season. So from September to count. May or June. You know that, Walter. I went to theater school. So it's longer than five years, Walter. If she's doing it seasonal, technically, it's there like about go. six Facebook something. You yeah, know, Facebook. but Facebook maybe but that's his one. Did you? Were you at one? Uh, I was not at one. Actually. There you go. Ah. I came in. Um, a did you start later. at zero? Ah, uh, well. I had been running shows before then that were under a different name. They were okay. called the Dead Dolls Cabaret, and and we had done that as a troupe, and that was running. And then I, but I'd only been doing those as uh, by the season shows, so okay. a September, a winter show, a spring show, um, just simply because that's what was more of the thing that I was doing at the time. Yeah. And plus guest yeah. appearances here and there all around town and in Toronto. And then um, I really got heavily involved with trying to save Cafe Cleopatra, myself and other artists. Right. To save and the main initiative. That that's right. So that was one of the major coalitions. Out mm-hmm. We would show up. Store. That's right. We would show, it, show up to City Hall. We As is sh- happening right now around Cafe Cleopatra. That's correct. Like everything around it is getting torn down. Right, Absolutely. Right so we managed to save the building and keep the owner running his business and from there he was like well you know I really would like you to be running a monthly show so I was like now that you saved my building now that you saved my building (laughs) so I was like okay but it is certainly a different challenge from running say a show every two or three months versus every month it's a lot of work time time, and energy there is no (laughs) real downtime I have like literally two days after the show and then I gotta start spiking up again take that weekend off the third weekend third weekend of every month is just party time that's right and then Monday rolls around and you're like "All right, let's start booking the new one I think what's interesting is is that I can still keep smiling about producing something like this. It ah. still makes me smile. Yeah. Never um, lost your smile. Have not lost your smile. <laughs> I have not lost my smile. As you can see on this podcast. Yes. Right. Yes. Exactly. You can hear it. You can hear it. Perfect visual meeting. The listeners hear it. It's the old Edgar Bergen smile. So what's, what, right. hang on. I was going to, I was going to ask, what, what's the secret to not losing your smile? Cause I don't know if Walter has ever produced a show mm. and Cocaine. not lost his smile a little bit. It's back part. Well, certainly one, <laughs> one ends up tearing your hair out at some points because yeah. there's people bailing out for silly reasons or they're sick or something. There, there is one reason to constantly smile at Candy Ass Cabaret. And Which what is, is that, Jay? 
tits. Uh, that tits. tits. You can tits, say that. Tits. Yes. He's the MC. He is the <laughs> MC. Glorious tits. Beautiful performers. Wonderful and tits. I think one of the things that makes a show like this very interesting is, of course, that it's female-centric, right? Mm-hmm. It is. It's essentially run by females, for females, to females. Um, it is a female small business. Yeah. 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 And, you know, there are a few, you know, people, males within the male identified performers. Male identified performers. Within the cabaret, certainly. And, uh, they have to be aware of being respectful within the space of, you know, the politics of, of, um, we've, you know, what was going on quite a bit at the show. So, so years years from now, we're not going to end up in a like Hollywood. Weinstein situation. I it's all would be really angry about that. Yeah, yeah no, that, that, that slipped out. You're right because you're right. I mean, which is the, what we want. I feel like, like, like it's important with, to no, have no, no, that. But that's it. But it's like some people were talking about that. That that was such like the like I'm not not trying to imply that you guys were anywhere near that. But just that GG. became such the norm uh-huh. of show business mm-hmm. was that it wasn't female centric, <laughs> right? Like that yeah. it was like that it was run by men, and that you like you had to jump. Big guy hoops. with a cigar going, I'm a yeah, You had to jump through yeah, hoops yeah. and whatever. Like, but all there of that. are many components of show business, various genres of show business where yes, it's absolutely run by men, and neo burlesque is actually actually one of the few underground scenes really that one can say that it's very female centric. Right. And yes there are a few male producers and performers, but inevitably sometimes what seems to happen and has been coming out in the last four or five years now is that there's been a few male producers in particular who've been unfortunately quite on the sketchy side with their behaviors and such. And this mm, is gross. you know, it's kinda gross and it's, sad. It's, out there. Yeah, it's, it's out sad. There. And it just shows you that it's across the board, right? right. I told a story actually last uh, last cabaret to to punch this up because I've been mentioning it uh, trying to punch it up a little bit more as we've been doing the shows, just about the respect that we have to have for our our, our staff, our dancers and the people that are taking their clothes off male or female because mm-hmm. we've had boy uh, boylesque as well absolutely um i actually had somebody ask me they're like jimmy you host a lot of burlesque i was like yeah yeah i, I do He's, you see a lot of tits right i'm like i see a lot of glorious tits mm. like fantastic tits and they actually asked me like how do you get to touch them or do you get to touch the dancers sometimes and i looked at this person and without thinking about what i was saying to them i just blurted out show some respect yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's how that's how you get to touch tits is show some respect, right? Like, really, be, yeah. be don't be a jackass. Well, and if you're no, nice I and you ask very nicely. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, yeah, exactly. But it, but without that, you don't get to no, touch them without, without a lot of respect. And don't make the assumption that yeah. you can. Exactly. I I. How do you touch a girl's tits in general? Ex- exactly. You, <laughs> you practice. Don't. Huh? Practice. 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 Yes. <laughs> And, and, and respect takes practice as well, douche. too. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I, that's a very good phrase. And as as a general rule, like uh, as a host, uh, I know I've cultivated a reputation of being above and beyond reproach, too. Mm-hmm. So, and that's that's I'm taken so little bit. I'm pretty proud about <laughs> having that because so. inevitably, you know, there's a lot of, for example, male photographers that want to come backstage to the yeah. show, yeah. and. It's it's interesting that I'm finding less and less female photographers on the scene. Okay. They're, they are there, but they're not covering as much the underground scene or not able to cover the underground scene as much as they can either due to scheduling, timing, right, right. et cetera. And it's interesting, but yet there's a lot more of men with cameras who inevitably are asking and wanting to be at these shows and such. And so that's another interesting component that some, comes some along. Some of them are artists. Some of them are 
creeps. I got yeah, a we've, camera. We've got, we, yeah, we, <laughs> we've got a really good crew of artists, actually. Right. Yes. We've got a couple of really talented art photographers, and they're they're catching every image they can at and the And it's show a beautiful documentation of the show. And, I yeah. mean, I'm pretty proud about that I've got a show that's quite fully documented. Okay. And we can say, God knows, like when I'm, I don't know, 100 years old and decrepit, it's like, there we go Make in Montreal. Here it is. Here's an example of what was going on in the underground scene. When you yeah. get to when you get to Candy Ass 100, I feel a full color like coffee table book. Oh, images. that's an interesting we could, idea. We have enough that we could totally. Certainly. You could probably do it right now. I'm I just saying, but like hundred. But I'm just saying, hundred is a nice round number for the cover. Hundred is a very nice round <laughs> number. We were talking about selling booty shorts at one point. Right? Yes, that's candy true. Ass on them? That, that was good. That's I was gonna, true. I was going to say that you know, and not to bring it back to me here, but I think one of the things I like about Knife Fight is its <laughs> lack of documentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very yeah, like it's, I, I was like you know, there is a certain secretive sort of element yeah. to a lot of the nightlife to, shows here in Montreal. There's also it's also a lot of uh, not uh, what what's the word? Uh, oh, geez, sober, uh, uh, incriminating yourself, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's you know, lack of evidence. Well, well thank goodness before <laughs> the internet age of essentially yeah. like 2009 onwards, a lot of stuff that went on in a lot of shows. Yeah. You were very lucky that yeah. they're not on. Digitalized, oh you know. Oh my god! That's like a theme and of we'll the leave it at recently. that, Jimmy. Oh <laughs> yes, but yeah. it's it's like imagine imagine if camera phones existed at Shadow Court, Jimmy. We'd all <laughs> we'd all be ruined. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Jimmy and I used to have go to debaucherous Halloween parties. I used to throw them. It was in used my house. To throw them. Oh, I've heard house. about those full, stories. Full of, full that was around the same time that I originally met Velma because we've yes. actually been working together since the 90s. Yes, oh my god. 99. We did the fringe. We threw meat at the audience. That's right. And as I slipped and fell do. on it. Yes. And I Next night fight, Walter. Cooked? Throw meat. No, no raw. It's raw. Of course. Oh. But the audience threw onions at us. Yes. Right. So, right. so that it gave was all them good. permission to laugh at the fact that I was Hitler doing beat poetry. Sure. So it's the third or fourth time I played Hitler. Yes. Uh. Yeah. First, the, the <laughs> so first time I was a, cab- a candy ass cabaret. I came out. It was the Cabaret. Yes. And uh. I was Hitler from the waist up, and then from the waist down, I had frilly these shorts. Poom poom frilly shorts with swastikas on the butts. And I come out first thing, Ugh. and it's like, okay, let's have a little fireside chat with old Uncle Adolf. <laughs> we sat down. You've just walked into the tranny bar. This offends you? Where the fuck are you? Yeah. You know, <laughs> grow the fuck up, because. Uh, Cafe Cleo is one of the few venues in town that actually specifically has a license where you can get completely fully naked. Oh. Yeah. No, you, you, you don't need a oh. license for Hitler. Okay. No. You could you, you be Hitler you, anywhere. You Theoretically, you could. Not advised, but you could. But, but suffice <laughs> to say, like, Cafe Cleo has an adult license, so right. that's the advantage of that you can express. Two huge bars. There's a lot of different shows that can then happen right. at a venue like this. Uh, depending on what you want to express on stage yeah. versus, um, you know, say at another venue like Sala Rosa or right. not to be too specific on other venues, but a lot of other venues just right, simply they don't, don't have the license. Yeah, exactly. They don't have the license. And oh, thank goodness, knock on wood, the government and police haven't figured out on like, hmm, let's make some money off of this, which is what's been happening in Alberta and Saskatchewan oh, wow, okay. for this sort of thing where they've been starting to crack down on a lot really? of cabaret. Yes. They've been ca- they have been cracking down Fuck. on licensing <laughs> for a lot of the cabaret shows, underground mm. shows in uh, out west simply because oh 
the bar is this license, but yeah. you're doing this. Even though essentially it's quite innocuous what we're all doing, yeah. and it's all consenting 18 plus uh, adults. I mean, if it were 12 year old in the audience, I'd be a little concerned. But I feel quite like a we, 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 but I mean, they have stricter. Are there bars out west which let in 12 year olds? I don't know about that, no, but but, 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 but they, they insist that they smoke outside. That's but, it. But, but they but they even have like stricter rules for their strip clubs and stuff. So like it does True. it yeah. does con- like not yes. to say I agree with it, but it does stand to reason that they would be a little there, tighter. Like, yeah, there like is they a have that they have that, that. the the, 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 like the, one, the one meter, Keith. the two meter. Spoken like the, a true fascist. Fascist. Just saying. You know, <laughs> if you go to a strip club in Alberta, there's like a two meter zone that you can't cross. That's correct. That's correct. With a brass railing. Yeah. Like it's like literally like yeah. Like it's not not just both male and female strip clubs. I, I, I'm, I'm not, not Keith, Keith, when you were checking out the male strip club scene yeah. in, in Calgary, what right? Was, yeah, we should go. We should go. But yeah, I'll but that's it, you. and that's why. Fine. And this is the whole reason I even found out about this was because they then developed like because you you're not allowed to even get close to the dancers, let alone touch them. Like you're like there's no contact dancing, like and you can't get all. close. Uh-huh. So people were throwing loonies. coins. That's right because because you can't even get to like if you threw at Bill, you wouldn't even get close to her. So then they had so like they throw loonies. Some yes. of the girls like incorporated it. They had like these like scoops and shovels to like dance and catch the loonies and like funneled into a thing. Wow. And you're like, what is happening that's here? Necessity <laughs> is the mother of invention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just yeah. like yeah. But Vi- Vice had a whole article that I was reading about it, is, it. Like, I mean, there's a certain humiliating aspect of of having it, something like that. Well, that's what like the dancers were saying. They're like, it's very glamorous to be like have money, kind of like to be like, yeah, I was watching a thing. Money is raining, but coins is not no, nearly as it's fun. Not. <laughs> I was talking so about cheap. stripper darts. I think I, I saw a thing on stripper darts. Yeah, but I think you can take where you take like a coin and you, and you like roll, fold it into a bill and, like and shoot you like it. and you roll yeah and then like and then so it's then like you just launch and then you, it. You, you huck it at yeah. the yeah. But it also shows you like where the economy is going if people are throwing out coins instead of bills <laughs> at the same time. Right, but I think that in American there, strip clubs, American strip clubs, there's a lot of there's a lot of single dollars though. That's like, right. There's and a they lot, kind and, like, of do this you whole shoot flash thing at the two eighty one here. What the guys do, what the the ladies do is you put a tuning in your mouth. Yes, put your hand behind your back and you stand up next to the stage guy comes up kisses both your cheeks and takes the toonie out of your mouth that's correct right that's but correct. you wouldn't be able to do that I mean presumably if the male strip club rules is the same in Alberta because you couldn't get within two meters that's I really correct. thought you were going to say they knocked the, like, the toonie out of their mouth with their dick and I was like, like, <laughs> no. I was like wait wait, wait that was <laughs> oh, amazing no, no, that's no, no, impressive no. Put, put a magnet <laughs> on the Prince Albert and just grab it all yeah, exactly. all the change all the monies <laughs> well there's like I'm going tonight <laughs> I want to see that happen see that. <laughs> those dudes put on a show yeah, right? exactly. they certainly they're really funny <laughs> i'll bet <laughs> male nudity always funny no yeah, exactly i i want to drive this in a specific direction right now hope this is okay let's talk can we talk about glitter management presumably there are other shows that glitter cafe long, cleopatra glitter how do they deal with glitter everywhere? now and i bring this up because <laughs> yeah. well one because of for the for obvious reason and two uh we wanted we were me and leland we were we were thinking about doing a beard glittering segment. Oh, we, uh, we didn't do it. I, I I put the kibosh on it. Oh, darn. E- even though I came up with it initially. Leland, <laughs> like, I got a great idea. The next because, day, no, no, um, <laughs> I was a fool. We were going to get our friend Scott Carter, uh, friend of the podcast, yeah, and he was going to. We were going to make him be our beard glitter expert okay. on our Christmas show. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like his girl, his long term girlfriend, was upset at the notion of having glitter just like everywhere in the apartment. <laughs> you know where beard glitter comes from, right? Uh, it's, it's glitter cows? I don't know. Well, no, it's the dudes at uh, the various uh, gay clubs. The idea is that you glitter up your yeah. beard yeah. and you start making out with another dude. You, get... you know who it is that you were making out with. Like, uh-huh. he becomes your 
It's like marking your, someone your, in prison. Your, 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 your scent. Yeah, your mark. but the glitter gets everywhere. So I feel yes, it does. Like it does. You well, kind of have to live with it when you're with a burlesque system. cabaret performer. <laughs> like, there's like not. some it's on a, you right now. It's a fun now. system. Like, yeah, not a perfect is. system. Like, I've, I've noticed like a little sheen of glitter. That's it. it because I went shopping for some props and they were glittery and it just spilled all over me. And I'll say this. If you've gone to get any decorations, like holiday decorations, like especially at Dollarama, it's ripe with glitter. Like those things are a half glitter. And like you're like doing the tree and shit and next thing like you're like shiny for a week you know i, I mean? usually end up showering glitter uh my cats have glitter my bed has glitter like there's glitter everywhere no matter what i do when you're a performer my cats that's get glitter cool. that that's you know the tail is <laughs> which, waving in the air and i see glitter on it. it's like which oh. is funny because actually at the cabaret we have stage kittens specifically <laughs> right and yes. they do a lot of the glitter cleanup god love them as we stand, we're there very now. grateful for that. Is that, is that like kids. a wet vac situation? Or I just, I just, like, no, it's just a broom. Just and a sometimes broom. it's just a towel and yeah. just like pushing it, Sweep spreading it, it off, and then spread it off into the because, audience. Because Velma started that story about actual cats, I was imagining actual kittens, kind of like in kitten mittens, yeah, like yeah. a la, a la always sunny, but just walking on the stage with like, <laughs> <laughs> just like stumbling across the stage, cleaning up the glitter. <laughs> That's that would be ultra cute. Yeah, but that it would take, for, would. Would take forever would take and accomplish forever. nothing. Yeah, it would, no, yeah, that's they, it. Would, they wouldn't help. Exactly. Well, we, have would our lovely, we have our lovely stage assistants who are called stage kittens, or if it's a male performer, they are tomcats. I like stage cocking. I like stage no. rooster cocking. No, we'll just no? go with tomcats. Sta- yeah, stage cocking is all right. Um, stage cocking. But, uh, but now, apparently, the, the, the beard glittering trend has migrated to the holidays. Mm-hmm. And really? Yeah, because I saw like a couple of like tutorial videos like on Facebook and stuff about like you know matching. <laughs> oh, it's Facebook. It's, it's glitter it's up, glitter up your glitter your up your very well groomed manicured beard oh, okay. for for fucking ho- like the holidays and stuff. And but there's like they put like glue stick in there. Yes, to they be able run, to like, give a, a good solid to, through the beard to Aww. get like to get to get. The, it's going to be two days of showering yeah. to get that out. That's like, rough. Wow, that's but a, a cheapo like, method you could do is just—they're pouring the glitter in. Yeah, it's yeah. not even just like a sprinkling. Yeah. Pouring it in. They, they like, want. Well, they want to make sure it's on. Yeah. But yeah. a good cheapo <laughs> method is you take some hairspray, uh-huh. grab it from your girlfriend, right. and just swoosh it on, spray Wipe it onto it. your beard, and then just and a sprinkle of glitter. Then in. artistically sprinkle, sprinkle the glitter on. Artistically, yeah. please do it, Walter. Do it. Do it. Oh my goodness! If you somehow have a glitter beard during the birth of your child, that would be terrible. No, but it'd be the best. That, that be like, while you're, like, holding Catherine's hand and everything, she's like, you're married, it's so stupid. You're like, that's why you love me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think the medical staff would appreciate that. <laughs> just glitter all over the house. I was at a party. I'm she sorry. There's no, there's, there's no way around this. Catherine's like, Walter Walter did this. Yeah, yeah. While, you smell like while we're waiting for the While we were waiting for the cab, Walter did this yeah. for Madness. this purpose. The baby. That's Madness. it. I wanted the baby to see me with a glittered beard. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted the first image it saw. Oh, that, no. that baby's going into burlesque. Glittered That's it. It's guaranteed. Guaranteed to be in a cabaret world. upon my glittered beard. <laughs> that's, that's when the baby started doing baby Anyway, burlesque. thank you for indulging me on baby, the glitter topic. Baby tassels. So anyway, yeah, we avoided the glitter thing, but... Uh, yeah. but I tell people all the time, next glitter but long Leland would look so good with a glitter beard. That's what oh. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So we ended up, we ended up doing the cop-out, which we just did beard decorating. 
So we just like took like you add some little Christmas ornaments and shit. Oh, that's kind of cute. That's, right. that's really cute. Yeah. Yeah. But then the ornaments, some of the ornaments had glitter. You probably still got some glitter on yourself. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't. We're talking about like the uh, the 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 the. the Tell you the what else I got on myself that night was vomit. Hey, I was gonna say the clandestine glitter stick. The clandestine nature of night fight. I uh, I was clandestine at, nature. I was at night. a show. I was at a different like I was at a concert that night. Yeah. And there was it was such a like a, a Facebook blackout. I wasn't sure it happened. Like I was just sort of like there was no pictures, there was no anything. Walter Walter was like it was a total blur. Like on Sunday, <laughs> I was just like wow, there was I'm no sure there was no appearance on social media. No. Like but good people whispered about it. No one took about photos. It. it was weird. Yeah, exactly. You, you were like, yeah, it was a good know. turnout. People had a great time. There were no photos. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> I, like it's like I don't even need to like collect phones before the show starts. <laughs> everybody's so transfixed by what's happening. Like nobody's like taking selfies or photos or anything. It's great. It's really, you guys. It really, it really like helps a, the brand. Do you guys make a, a no no photo <laughs> announcement and stuff? No. Nope. No, I just, I, I just, as a fan, I just hate having someone in front of me holding a phone up. That's my. No, I mean, like, I, if if some fool engages me on stage, they get abused like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> I love people who come and heckle because they're so used to Netflix, they don't realize I can hear them and I will <laughs> fuck with them. I fuck with them all the time. It's awesome. Cool. And I especially, I think there. with live entertainment, especially yeah. people are generally getting to be not so used to co- going out to a live right. venue and a live show um, that they don't realize like oh wait a minute the MC is actually responding back to you I yeah. there's things going on, on stage all kinds of getting stuff. some audience participation I to a large extent I certainly don't mind if someone's taking respectfully a few photos yeah but if they're standing up and then blocking other people behind yeah, well yeah. then that's another story I yeah. do have professional photographers that cover the scene so or cover my shows yeah, yeah. so that's fine. And then, you know, if somebody wants to put up a little video on YouTube and I catch yeah. it that like, oh, I was at this show and there was like some guy singing as long and as it they was tag it and say, hey, I saw this in the candy yeah, yeah, yeah. because I'm, it's all fresh I'm and actually, new. I'm actually kind of happy with yeah. it because it yeah. shows that they have a certain appreciation for it. Yeah. Um, you know, we're definitely getting into a newer era of where people are randomly taking photos and videos n- with not necessarily any permission. Yeah. Um, Unlike, you know, at a formal theater, like at Plastizar or something like this, you know, there's always that notification of please turn off your cell phones and whatever. Yeah. No, we like to sort of engage people right. within using the technology within But if the, you're blocking someone's views. If, that's it. Just be respectful. Out. Which is hard to do it, actually, at Clio. There's always it's a such great a big seat. Stage. It's so open. Yeah. And, like and a, the advantage yeah. of Cafe Clio is that there's never a bad seat in the house. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So yeah, when the doors open at 9 o'clock... You know, we have our regulars who like You're to You're at rush most three tables back. The cult. That's like, it. Yeah. We have most. our certain sort of cult members <laughs> yeah. who come to the show. Yeah. And much some, like at a Some people try show. to hide, but I find them. Oh, <laughs> yes, he does. I find them. Do you guys have? Do you have a name? Do you have a name for the the, the candy ass hardcore? Uh just I, I candy ass hardcore is a great name. Yeah, that's <laughs> hard candy, hard candy, hard, hard candy, candy. Hard, hard, candy. hard candy. There you go. I keep calling them the cult, but yeah. Hard candy cult. There but we know who cult, they are, and they yeah. like their regular seats, and uh, especially if you know if they're coming with their uh, particular group of friends. Mm-hmm. Well, then it's like you know they have reserved seating Both and such. English and French. There's a very hardcore French crew of people that love burlesque. Mm-hmm. That 
we try to cater to as much as possible. And uh, shout out right away to my French uh, friends out there. Actually, uh, last show I totally shit the bed when it came to my French to start with. Well, I was going to say, I was like, Jim, your French isn't amazing. It's terrible. <laughs> but that's part of the joke. And most of the time I have something prepared and I've actually rehearsed and done stuff ahead of time. So they, they see this terrible Anglo-French, but at least it's clear enough that it can go along. The right. last show I totally dog shit the bed. Somebody called me out on it at Facebook and I answered him back. His name's Jonathan. He's coming to this show because I was like, you're absolutely right, man. I totally crapped it on the, the stage there. All I can do is say, listen, come to the show. You're going to be my guest. Come on back. I'm going to put in the effort for you specifically so that I'm not alienating anybody at the top yep. of the show. That's it. And it's a good, and it's a good relationship in, you know? with the audience yeah. Yeah. and being able to foster that sort of like, uh, commentary back and forth mm-hmm. about being able to like how can we improve how right. can you improve yeah. and from there we just make a better and better show each yeah. time and with he, the relationship of the performers yeah. and the MC to the audience and the audience members I find are very very involved and implicated in our show like yep. they really respond back going I like that I like I get messages constantly after a show oh my god Velma that was a great act or I really like that what about this as an idea and I'm constantly getting ideas thrown at me or right. tossed or or suggestions and things and sometimes you know it can be a little exhausting to get all this sort of stuff but at the same time I understand and I realize that they feel involved and yeah. that they feel a part of it. And that's that's a pretty amazing and important thing to yeah. have. I think it always kind of like that happens, I think, when you have a fan base that like sort of like you're getting in, like you said, it's sort of like neo-burlesque is kind of still new. And you're like, I think the fans are like getting in on the ground level and they kind of yes. like, they kind of feel like it's their yeah. thing. Like I, <clears throat> I've been announcing uh, Roller Derby for the Montreal Roller Derby League for like, Couple years, nearly, nearly a decade, actually. Like that's it was, right. It's, oh it's, my goodness, yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. a while since I was last at roller yeah. derby, but that's true. Yeah, that's it. Like it's been like a really long time. Like Plastic Patrick reminded me of it. He was yeah. like, he's like, you've, you've been, been a while. Doing this? Like because uh, I've never been the main the announcer. Fans that are listening to this, should ah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. But you've also had Tommy Talks against the referee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy, Tommy used Tommy used to ref. Pat Pierce used to ref. Yes, no Pat Pierce. Like, but that's it. I've never been the main announcer, but I've been doing like I'd fill in when people are there. And then like Plastic Patrick was like, you've been doing this a really long time but like you see so often like people show up and they get super into it and like almost inevitably you can spot them you're like oh the, uh, she's trying out for boot camp next year. You're yeah. like, she doesn't know it yet. Or the beer pyramid is already started yeah, up exactly. and it's not even it's five minutes like, into it. You, you see know? this like glowing element in their eyes. You're like, this girl is going to at least try to become a derby girl. Whether we, she succeeds, who knows? But you're like, they're going to get either super into it as a mega fan or they're going to try it. Like, I'm sure we've, we've had fans come to the show, see the show and then approach Velma mm-hmm. and get on stage. Audition. And that's audition it. and become burlesquers. Yeah. We've had people yes. uh, do all co- – that's where we got our sound man. Yes. That's where we got our kittens mm-hmm. a couple times. Mm-hmm. All kinds of different stuff. And, it's a community. It and really it's is. what's nice is about being able to foster this sort of latent talent mm-hmm. in them. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, goodness, yet another role to to have to put on, another hat yeah. to yeah. stick on. But – I kind of feel it's important that if somebody does have a latent talent, why not try to foster it and get it out there? And I think that's an important thing. And, you know, yeah, some of this, you know, some of the performances and, and, and as a scene, it's never going to be a plastic art. That's the reality. (laughs) It's meant to be an underground thing. Well, you kind of want it to, not to see, obviously I'm sure like financially you would love it if it got like, if it blew up. But I'm just saying, but like there's part of it. 
at least that's my impression lies of it. Yeah, exactly. and remains yeah. within that sort of street culture. Yeah. And it's important. I mean, it's something that Jimmy knows, but uh, I constantly talk about is that when I look at Plastis are across from Cleo's over the cranes and everything that's going to be building <laughs> yeah. the glass tower yeah. that's going to be obscuring Plastis are very soon. Six stories, by the yeah. way. Wow. Um, <laughs> we know. It's, I look at a mausoleum of the arts. Yeah. And that's what's interesting about Plastis are. It's, yes, it's, it's high culture, quote unquote, yeah. high level of artistic expression, um, lots of money involved to put that artistic expression on stage. Really yeah. removed from the edge where yeah. candy ass is very much on the edge. Yeah. Right. But you, you see that also in like New York. It was like Broadway. Then there's off Broadway. Now there's off off Broadway. And, of and, and, and you know, and it's just like, and eventually you find out to like the new shit. Like where yes. you're like, but it's like it's very far away it's from Broadway. It's being done at some community center or something, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, or yeah, exactly. a church basement. And that's important to be able to see and go to those type of shows. Yeah. I'm very much a proponent of of you know going out to someone's show that's like in some shitty little environment because you know what. <laughs> We can all talk about as, as people in this, in, you know, show business and the scene of like, oh yeah, you know, putting on a show or, or, you know, being at someone's show or something. It's easy to talk about producing a show or having an idea for a show, but actually executing it is a whole other level. Right. Yeah. And many people talk about it or, oh, I've got an idea for this. Okay. Sit down and actually execute it and do it. Get your costume together. Get your skit together. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't know. How about rehearsing it? Oh, that takes work. What a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there's like a whole other like drive and motivation. I mean, like I know also obviously just hanging out with Walter and stuff like Walter and like other comedians and whatever. You talk about having your like your club stuff and your alternative stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, and it's just like kind of like what you were talking about, like with the Place des Arts or whatever, like even like the comedians kind of like straddle the two worlds because you're like right. every now and they'll book to a club night where you're like oh there's going to be people coming like like an elder not an elderly but like a middle-aged couple from the west island will be in attendance versus somewhere versus. like psychic city or whatever yeah. where you're like it's going to be a bunch of young people who like want to see like edgy or experimental stuff mm-hmm. so the comedians end up like working on both having to, to yeah. work on both planes and that's yeah. a challenge and that's a good learning curve in and of itself yeah. and that's an important thing to have yeah. All the, all those edgy folks that are listening to this should absolutely come to Candy Ass. <laughs> all the roller derby folks should definitely come to Candy Ass. So I was gonna. This is your jam. What is, uh, I mean, what, like obviously burlesque, neo burlesque is like in and of itself kind of like. Neo burlesque. And actually I'd even describe the Candy Ass show as a variety show. A variety mm-hmm. show. Cause there is a, uh, we've got mimes, we've got song, we've got belly dance. So what, what is. Not just burlesque. In your, opinion one of the most uh, edgy is the wrong i'd say like experimental what's one of the most experimental acts like sh- like mm. experimental performances that's happened at candy s oh my goodness well i think when we did well i mean we i i certainly love having a few political shows here and there right um <laughs> that's always kind of my favorite sort of thing because I'm, we're on the edge we don't pull punches right no. <laughs> um Which i'm sure there'll be some uh, right you know for oh, example yes. Oh, yes. last january the, well, January 2017, right. Trump was yeah. getting inaugurated, and I suddenly flipped my theme ideas. I had a whole theme planned, and I was like, not going to happen. We're going to do something based around the Trump inauguration. So we went completely political on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, another show, that, great show. Uh, that we did, I decided to explore about the chastity vow themes. 
okay. which is where was that? Was that like when like One Direction was really big? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but because um, that was they started it, right? Like the not that they started it, but they they brought it to pop culture. A little bit of that purity like, vows. Yeah, so purity I vows. Deci- yeah, I decided yeah, yeah, yeah. to explore that as as a theme of like, okay, there's this odd sort of subculture within. Christian Americana, yeah, exactly. In rural Americana, Who where hosted that show was that Trana that hosted that show? No, that was actually uh, James Douglas. Oh, James one Douglas. of our improv we performers. Like, you want to stay Montreal. cool with God? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so we had this whole sort of uh, purity vows and ideas of virginity and creepy older men with young girls yeah. and purity rings and and the signing rings, yeah, the ring, then ring, signing ring, off ring. the vows. Yeah, that was the One Direction thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I might not be One Direction. I, I might be Miss One of uh, the Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers Jonas had Brothers? them. That was it. All the Jonas Brothers had their girlfriends that sex with each other. That's it. So that was actually, I mean, I consider that to be a fairly unusual theme, thematic idea for a neo vaudeville burlesque show because it's not really the ha ha's, the obvious ha ha ha's involved in this. Mm. Um, And certainly the performers had to work a little harder to try and come up with something. But I honestly thought it was one of the more accomplished shows. Another Push people one. out of their box a little bit. Yeah, it really yeah. forcing out of the box artistically and, and sort of like, okay, what am I going to do for this? Um, and Leland Beckman was at that one. And yes. he, of ah, course, Leland. sung like, oh, quite the dirty ditty at that one. Oh, about, it was, it was so dirty somehow. there were gasps in the audience on him. <laughs> so, which is good. I kind of I'm trying to think that. which one it might have been. Most of them. Most oh, of there's them. one with Molly. He sings um, about Molly. Oh. And that's a really dirty one. <laughs> well, there's not like a take by. Oh, yes, and and there's other things where I sort of harken back to like uh, ancient Egypt and ancient Greece. So I had this sort of Ides of March theme, which actually I'm going to be exploring again come March 2016. Yep. That Jimmy Fool is going 18. to be, um, and we've got some ancient Greek poetry that's going to be happening at that Excellent. one. That means it's all about dicks. Dicks, 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 Let's use the proper word here. Phalluses. The phalli with the masks. And so I like to sort of, I don't know, maybe there's an intellectual side to it, but I like to bring in a few elements that are not obviously burlesque right. and see how, or vaudeville, yeah. vaudevillian, see how and see how people respond, kind of like grow at that. And of course, sometimes, you know, you could throw something at the wall, it sticks, and other times it kind of just goes, and it yeah, kind yeah. of slides <laughs> down. But I like the attempt, and I like the creativity that people can try to bring to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important aspect to to be able to throw it there. Walter, sure. do, you want, do you want to hit up five questions, Walter? Let's, see, let's, see, let's go to the uh, five, the old five questions. The old segment. five questions. We're gonna, we're gonna run, run, run through five segment. questions, Ooh. and then yes. uh, then we'll hit the date. I mean, the date is tomorrow night at Cafe Cleopatra, but we'll talk Cafe about it. Cafe Cleopatra. Cafe Cleopatra. But it's uh, the candy ass cabaret. Candy ass cabaret. Classic bastion Cafe of the Cleopatra. red light district in Montreal. Oh. The longest contiguously running burlesque show oh. in Montreal. Put that in your pipe and yeah, smoke it. God yes. damn it. Uh, <laughs> so the way this works, uh, Velma, if you haven't listened to the show before, or, maybe, or if you have. They, they came in. Again, this was covered in the pre-interview. Yeah. Same three questions to every guest. Then okay. the fourth question is from our previous guest. And the fifth question is us asking you what question you'd like to ask to our future guest without Ooh. knowing who it is. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Who was on last? Was it, it wasn't Leland. It was um, – I listened to the last Danny Payne. Danny Payne. Danny, Danny Payne. Payne. That's right. Ethical, ethical PR person. Ethical PR yes. person. Danny Payne. 
from he's the got pressure that, drop show. He's got that great Joe. picture of him and uh, what's With his face? Liam Gallagher. Yeah. Liam Gallagher yeah. looking completely, so pissed, completely off. pissed off to be in that photo. It's amazing. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, question number one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, if you could swap lives and careers with anybody, who would it be? So the rules for this question is you don't just get to steal someone's career. If they were a troubled artist, you, you get all the shit as well. Oh, I think George Sand. George right Sand? Right away for me. Who's George Sand? I, that How is it that you don't know? I'm sorry. I'm, only I'm, I'm just asking for the listeners. I'm only vaguely familiar. Okay, George Sand was a female uh, writer and a bon vivant of the artistic scene in the very late 1800s. Along Girlfriend with of uh, Chopin. That's right. That's right. And what made her rather unusual was is that she would dress up in men's clothing, which, of course, in the 1870s. Chopin was into. Yes. He was down with that. (laughs) Until he died. And And then he wasn't. uh, She wrote her own – she wrote some small novels and poetry. And I think she just was really a woman ahead of her times. But you could handle the loss of Chopin? Oh, I don't know. That's because <laughs> you get the whole life. It's live that's and true. Career. That, true. That's pretty tragic, so, actually. <laughs> you, you, you got a T. Was, was it George spelled with like an E S at the end, or was like with a was it with, with with an S, or was it, or was just, it like just straight standard with an e? George? George. Standard George. George. Standard George. <laughs> Excellent. Jimmy, same same question. Marilyn Manson. Yes. Want to have that extra rib removed? And suck my own dick. Yeah. yeah. Woo! And you were also in the Wonder Years. And then you no, broke your he was wasn't. Not. No, and wait. then you break your leg on some random prop. Just well, he was climbing the prop, and they hadn't died. secured it, and they <laughs> fucked him up. Yeah. He was on Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Yeah. He was is. he? He stabbed Juice in the neck at the end. He's in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. He was also <laughs> in. Uh, let me make you a martyr. Yeah, apparently not very. I liked it. it. I, I liked let, it a lot. Let me make yeah, you a martyr. Yeah, I yeah, to watch yeah. it. It's way more artsy than the trailer. And he's not, but he's not in it a bunch though. He's right? not in it a bunch either. No. But he's, and he's burlesque tie-in was married to Dita Von Teese. Dita Von Teese. Right. Then divorced. I guess he couldn't stand all the glitter. Sometimes, sometimes it's just the opposite of the glitter. Must have been the glitter. He's like, I was cool with the eyeliner. I'm goth, you know, with the dark eyeliner, but this glitter stuff is everywhere. Question, dose. Question number two. Uh, what is your favorite memory of the people you consider family? Be they be they blood family or adopted no matter, family? No good way. I did it. I did it. That question. And now that you say the people you consider family, it almost sounds like there's like a judgy element to the question. It's like people you consider family. That's not there's judgy. Like, there's like there's no good way. It's it's just like every time you ask this it's, question, it, it depends on how you say it. It depends on how you consider family. You consider family. There. Say yeah, it with exactly. a smile. It'd be fine. You consider family. Better. Better. I'll, I'll start. I'll start this one off. Uh, so back when the York Theater was still here, we got drunk and broke into it. Yep. With uh, several of our mutual friends, were that you there for right. that, Keith? I was not there for. I don't family. think I was there with you, but I have broken into the York Theater. Yeah, yeah. Oh Before my. Went down. I just. I and wasn't there with you. I was there. I was there with John and Mark and a bunch of other people. And we got up into the the booth where the projection booth was, mm-hmm. and there was this crisp, bright, shiny ladder that was brand new. Everything else was trashed, and it went up to above the booth. And we all looked at it and we're like, "That's a trap." Don't go up there. Because <laughs> spray painted on the walls were all these red eyes, and it's like, I see the eyes and I hear the voices. <laughs> did you guys go up the ladder? No. What? <laughs> so did you go up the ladder? No. Oh. We, we ran out. John nearly got arrested. Weirder than that, I don't think the ladder was there when I went. Yeah, ooh. ooh. See, it's a trap. It's the extra, extra it's a trap. creepiness. It's a trap. 
There you yeah, go. Jimmy and I and our friends, we used to break into things all the time. Did you ever break into the the beast, the old grain silo? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah no, we I did that. That was terrifying. That was oh the my! Malt, yeah, 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 yeah. The the in Lachine, the red path on the Lachine Canal. There's the a grain. oh yeah, the big oh, the big yes, grain silo. Okay, that's yeah. condos now, isn't it? Not yet. It's Not yet? still okay. a giant rotting death trap. Woo! <laughs> Don't go there, kids. I thought yeah. that was supposed to become a climbing gym very soon. I'm, like, there was some uh, supposed to be some major funding for that. Maybe, but having as been in there, like, the entire, like, two sub-basements are just, enti- like, floating in goo, and it's all Ooh. and it's all rancid grain water that just has this awful, awful it's toxic smell. It's been over like Even with a mask on, yeah, exactly. It's fermented and just Ugh. horrible. Oh, my nice. goodness. Where wow. is this? Like in in like you when you when you get up onto the fifteen and you look to your right, there's an enormous old grain factory that's abandoned mm-hmm. right uh, on the Lachine Canal. And you guys were just hanging out up in this place. Yep. Yeah, it's just one of those things we to do. Urban spelunking. Yes. Urban spelunking. We urban exploration. Exactly. That's it. Now there's a whole set of new caves to uh, explore. Well, right. There's a group that I don't even know if they're still active, but there was a UEM, which was the Urban yes. Explorers Montreal. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they used to be a lot more active. I think they're not as. Well, I think much. that security got better. Then 2006 yeah. came around. It all well, finished. no, 2011 came around. Came around. Yeah, I, I just, I just think that like cameras got cheaper. And stuff yes. like it got a lot easier to it just got mount, a lot easier mount to cameras on walls and that's whatever. Right. Like, that's right. Because you said I, I remember just going into the the old the grain the pile of stuff where yeah. it was like literally there was like a little shack and you saw a security guard and literally all you had to do was like move like five feet and then you'd be in his blind spot and there was one and like get past that guy and then you were just like had free reign in the place. So you would like see found it. the bodies a couple days later. Yeah, that's no, but it. like, but like tons of tons and tons. Like you go through that place, and the place is like lined with like sleeping bags and pillows. Like I'm sure like, zillions of like homeless people just probably like mm. sauntering right. there for the winter time, and no one who cares. Like, what are you? What are you protecting in an abandoned building? You're just like the main goal is to not like let people in and hurt themselves. I think no, that, well that's that's it. like what the security guard. Yeah, is you doing. don't want basically people falling down ventilation yeah. shafts or things like this. You so know, uh, so Velma, Velma, the same what's question. Your, oh. What's your family? Memory? Breaking into think, an abandoned well, warehouse with Jimmy and I later tonight. That's no. well, I think a lot of the performers that I work with, you know, in the cabaret, I really do feel that they're an important part of my life yeah. and. Whether they view that of me, I don't know, but... Has anyone I, ever called you mom by accident? I'm apparently considered to be a burlesque mom in some ways. Okay. I certainly fostered a few... An icon. An yeah. icon. Yeah, an icon. I'm, I'm kind of legendary in my own mind, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, we all are. And, and certainly, you know, I've helped a few people along the way to kind of like kickstart what they've wanted to express and do. <laughs> and so I feel that that's a rather comp... Very much of a compliment. Oh. You know. Your first ballot entry into the Montreal Burlesque Hall of Fame. Mm, there we go. Well, you know, first I did, you know, help to fight save a venue. So I think first that ballot. already there you puts go. First, me. First ballot. That's like That's first it. five ballots right there. We're waving, waving the, waving the five. And I plan like to go period. to question period to bug Valerie Plant about a few things. So. Nice. Yeah. So she, she's when's on my happening? radar. When, when's that happening? When's well, the first one? It's got to be in January, probably. Like yeah. So, um, basically, you know, there's the, the whole question about the Montreal 375 funding right. that hasn't been properly answered. Yeah, and it never will be. Yeah. And it but that's re- not exactly her problem. Uh, I mean, like, she inherits it, but, like, she but she can't be like, she didn't also, spend the money. Like, yes, you know, like, but there's also the issue of the nightlife in Montreal because, yeah. of course, Project Montreal, haha, is very interested about having, shh, let's 
not have any shows after 9 p.m. Yeah. We gotta have, you know, people have to sleep. Yeah, this is one shit. of their policies that they're trying to set up That's in the plateau. Shit. Yeah. So people, anybody involved in nightlife, you better start getting down to question period and start, um, you know, making them a little bit uncomfortable and put your tax dollars to work. Well, find another venue. No there won't venues. be because the problem is they're shutting them down. Be, it's just, yeah. We're just saying, Kadarin, you had to have fun. That's all I'm saying. Well, uh. well, no, but but he like one of his one of his concepts that 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 got waived. Uh, he was trying to float out. Um, what was it, four a.m. bar time. Bar well, bar but close? like a non-closing bar. He was saying that certain weekends, Ooh. certain designated weekends, like F1 weekend and stuff like that, bars would not have to close. Yes, like that was. It didn't go through anywhere. But he no, was. No, it was. It's certainly an interesting idea, but mainly that's because of his connections to a certain bar owner in Toronto. Yeah. No, but so. I'm just saying. But I could, I could fully get behind that. If like Saint Jean Baptiste weekend, Canada Day weekend, exactly. Weekend, huge, like, like you know, like big holiday the weekend, New, yeah. New Year's Eve New weekend, New Year's Eve, and whatever. Where you're just like, yeah, like it's like it's not all the time. And but if we're all out, we might as well stay out. And it certainly <laughs> helps to create, the, create a better flow of traffic after yeah. closing periods. You know, having staggered uh, closing periods. Yeah, exactly. Uh, question number three: If you were in a sitcom or movie genre of your choice. Uh, what would your catchphrase be? Ooh. I mean, I know catchphrases kind of lend itself to horror or mm. comedy, but if, mm. you know, like, not a lot of Oscar-winning films have catchphrases. No. But, you know. That's true. Forrest they could. Gump. They could. Forrest, Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Fact. Forrest Gump. Nailed it. Proved me wrong instantly. instantly. <laughs> <laughs> right away. Bang. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Fuck you. Just ready face. with it. Life is like a box of chocolates. In the face. Uh, a couple in there. In stupid as stupid does. Stupid as stupid does. Yeah. Well, there's you know that horrible burlesque movie you know with Cher, and it's like she she goes on in front of a mirror about makeup is like painting. You makeup like painting. Yes, that's right. You know with her Botox. Makeup right. Makeup is like painting. Yes. Wouldn't just be like glitter. Everywhere. Where? That's it. I think <laughs> glitter everywhere would be my key phrase. Who spill all glitter everywhere? <laughs> Jimmy, uh, it would be film noir, and my catchphrase would be "My wife, my wife." I hate to see her go, but I love to see her walk away. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, this is you. <sighs> every time, every time I get question four, I'm like, I'm like I, I remember trying to veto it. You being like, no, it's good. What's question four? Question number four from How Danny How long Payne. ago did we record? Huh? Danny it was Danny's? It was Danny's. Danny Danny's. had a weird question. Shit. Yes. Danny wanted episode. to know. What is it? And now. And he, I said yes he, to this. He kind of specified that it was awkward in the British sense. Keith always warns me that I. What is the most awkward situation you've been in? But, but performing on stage and the audience. There you go. Sits there silently. Ew. Not clapping Nothing. or responding. Nothing. No, no response. That's terribly awkward. Is there That's a, the, the cough from the back? Really? <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. like almost like straight out of the producers. Yeah. 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 That's terrible. That's, that's, see, there you go. That's It's a very standard. I don't... What? As a performer, yeah. This but question saying, is fine. No, because we talked about a lot of weird awkwardness after that that made me feel uncomfortable. We did? Danny was like, well, if you like walk in on your parents having sex, and you're like, no, why would you dredge up that memory? We talked memory? about that on the, on the podcast? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was on stage. See, it's great that you guys are stage performers because yeah. I feel that like there's a lot of it's, like it has. It's because it's in front of an audience. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. And, so, that, and that's like awkward, but not like. And we horrible. live for that sort of response. We also we pretty live much for a response. Always have performers on of some kind. That's true. What yeah, if that's we had? What if we had like a visual artist? 
Like you'd be at. What if we ever had a visual artist? Then they would probably be a gallery opening in front of people. Fair enough. Mm. That's true. I was on stage in Vancouver, and um, there was a guy on stage with me who decided to throw out an anti-Semitic joke to try Ooh. and make somebody laugh. Fun. Whoa. And it was, it was just not funny. And there was that hanging moment of like, what the fuck did we do? Fortunately, why? Why? What he, was the thought process? He there? was genuinely trying to make us laugh. Oh dear! And sometimes there is a certain subject sub, uh, set of people that find extreme racism really funny because it is extreme and stupid. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I get it. You get, <laughs> you get really, yeah, because it is, it is dumb. Like really, yeah. racism they're, they're is. Are well, deadly. yeah, exactly. And there's also there's also that thing. Uh, I was reading like an interview with like Charlie Day about yeah. Always Sunny, where he's like, it's super hard because he's like, we're, we can say racist and homophobic things on yeah. Always Sunny because you're laughing at us. Like, you're exactly. laughing at the character. That's a like, minor but, point. But, but of hitting, hitting that line is just, like, yeah. very hard. Maybe, maybe knowing, knowing when to have it. Yeah, knowing and you're like, you're laughing at the racist. You're not laughing at the racism. Like, that's... Yeah. That's a yeah. key And very hard difference. to pull off. Like, yeah, it was, very, it was very a difficult. show, and it was, uh, it was Star Wars Survivor... And it was just kind of like, fortunately, I was on the stage with a very good improver, and we just kind of steamrolled over it and went past it. But uh, it was it was bad enough that I'm actually not going to say the joke that he said. Yeah, that's and that's, that, that's for that's me, fair. that's pretty far. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jimmy, you've said all kinds of nonsense exactly. in public and in Every, private. Yes. So the fact that you're like, I won't share this, makes, it makes me say it's really bad. It's, I feel that I, I'll tell you after the podcast. <laughs> for sure. It's for not sure. I feel you might have already told you you know this story. Yeah. If I bring it up as soon as I mention who it is, you'll be like, Oh fuck. Oh, well, of geez. course. And Wait, Velma, uh, you know this person as well, so you're oh gonna be like, dear. You oh. already know. You already know who it is. Were you on stage oh, yes, and yes, for, yes, for a moment knows. you did the, the Mike Myers standing next to Kanye thing at the, uh, the exactly. Hurricane Sand, you're like, Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Just like everybody just drops character <laughs> for a moment. And then we just steamroll it over. My favorite Kanye Mike Myers moment of all time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Bill, Cl- not Bill Clinton. George Bush. George Bush doesn't, doesn't care, care about, about black, black people. people. Mike Myers, look. Uh, Whoa, uh, no! Like, like, not even that uh, I disagree, but I just didn't necessarily want to be on camera in this shot. Yeah, <laughs> Kanye was really upset. Too. Yeah, no, and like rightfully, <laughs> genuinely so. upset. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So, question five. Turning the tables. Without knowing who our next guest is, because we totally do not. Uh, what question would you like to ask into the future of our next guest? Ooh. This is where I do regretful things, according to Keith. <laughs> hey, you just you, you okay questions yep. that I feel. Yep. <laughs> the the story the story of the best heckler they've ever had. Yes. What if they haven't had a heckler? Then oh, they you know what I feel in you know the what, theater. Keith, though, I feel like this is like there something like again we largely have performers on. Mm. I guess and, okay, and like if somebody that it could be anybody who's like a, a shitty fan, a detractor, a shitty fan, or somebody just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. hecklers don't have to be shitty fans. Sometimes hecklers heckler. are actually really fun and they add to the show. Yeah. I well, like to actually what? heckle. Oh, I love it. Let's let's not let's <laughs> not uh, <laughs> let's take it easy on the adding to the show there. I'm coming to the next night fight, Walter. Yeah, be yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 <laughs> I'm always happy. I was like, I I don't even know if this is Walter's. Worst heckler, but just the, the, the old. Is, I'm just saying that because like every idiot heckler has yeah. has always thinks, told me thinks. or to the comic after the show. 
hey, man, sorry about all that, but I really thought I was adding to the show. That's, and they're almost that's, always wrong. That's, they're almost always well, wrong. But they're like, not professional comedians. But no, that's, but that's that's, that's, that's why difference. I have a, a sour taste yeah. in my mouth about the, the concept you. of adding yeah. to, to I don't, shows. I don't like, know if this is your worst heckler, <laughs> but was, was, the, was his name even Steve? The old dude at the wheel no. club. Oh, oh, Steve. The wheel club. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Walter, Walter used to do uh, holiday fundraisers at the wheel club. And, comedy and, fundraisers. and other shows. And like, other shows. Like but this, like was, this year, was one of the holiday but, yeah. fundraisers. But Love it was just like club. a dude who was like yelling and heckling. He was on every drug. Just constantly oh to the point where he was heading to the bathroom, still heckling, like hold, staying in the door of the washroom. Eventually going into the bathroom, then you heard him yell from the bathroom at the stage, <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, I was like, now this guy is adding to the show. And at one point, in my yeah. mind, <laughs> was like, nothing that's funnier totally. is going to happen than that, old, that man's Ed an old man screaming from the bathroom at whatever's oh going on. We found out that's his how name. Ed McMahon got his job on Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. We, we found out his name when I asked him when I said, uh, "And you, sir, uh, what what might your name be?" Yeah, and he answered, "Steve." <laughs> <laughs> I said, so Steve then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, that guy was A plus. Can't even pronounce A thousand different name. kinds of drugs. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like, and he was just like, he was just like one of those guys I feel who just happened to be at the wheel club out of his yeah, mind. Yeah. And then comedy started. And there was a show And it was like, <laughs> bonus. And yeah. he was like, oh boy. Walter, was that, is that your worst heckler or? Worst slash best, yeah. <laughs> yeah see, see what I'm saying? Worst it's, slash it's, best. It's a gift from the gods. Yeah. It yeah. may not be what you want. It truly is. Really like, I remember, like, if there was, oh, and if but Patterson like, was playing that night too, and like, and Patterson oh, was yeah. just like, and the best is the guy was so out of his mind that like Patterson was destroying him. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, I'm not even realizing. Like, oh, no, but like, like mercilessly destroying him, and the guy was just totally unfazed. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah man. Take you're it like, on, take it like, on. like mocking everything about him, like his appearance, his slur, his intelligence, like, Everything and the guy's just like, hey, hey you know it. And you're like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're, like you're like, oh, this, oh. this guy is past the point of having any shame. Oh dear. Uh, um, so I guess we'll wrap it up. Yeah, We've, yeah. it's been about an hour with y'all. Uh, so sure. the, tomorrow, Candy Ass sixty Red tomorrow, Christmas. Do you have any idea what's up for January? Do you want to throw oh, January it's going to be in? the time machine. Time We're going to go machine. back and forward in, with the future and so the past. The time before Trump. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully. And then the future after Trump, the hopefully. which I imagine who is knows, like a Mad Max scenario. Who knows what we will do? Awesome. We, are, we are going to spin <laughs> the wheel and see what happens and see what our performers come up with. Mel Gibson runs for president and wins. Oh, oh it could happen. I it's could happening. see it happening. Well, no, he, he's not born in America. He's got the dog. He's got the double barrel shotgun. Mm. He's in the set and he's just like, Oil's All run right. out at that point. So, yeah, All I right. think it's time to go after the Jews. It's going to be. Ah. I, here's how it's going to happen. Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump instigates rope. what they call Thunderdome Law. Right. And then Mel Gibson challenges. Ah. <laughs> One, <laughs> One man leaves as president. That's it. <laughs> so. Yeah, That's so awesome. the cabaret starts at 10 o'clock. Right. Show time, uh, doors open at 9. Right. It's at Cafe Cleopatra, which is 1230 Boulevard Saint Laurent. The Amnesty. second floor, not the first floor. Second floor. There is second a difference. Floor. There is a difference. There I think like you're going to have a good time at both. But, I mean, case, but if you're trying yeah, to get well, to the cabaret, you're a, going upstairs. You're going upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> there's, more, there's more talking upstairs. And yeah. there's lots of great drink specials. We've got the Drunken Elf this month. We've What's got the Drunken Elf. The Drunken Elf. Oh, 
want three but, now. Okay, yeah, okay it's lemonade with vodka okay. and the glasses rimmed in candy canes. Oh, boy. Oh, it's There's good. always the, the oh, Cafe Clio special shot. There. Yes, the which is enough to give you hangovers oh, for the next three days. That's that, a wicked one. It's a shot? It's, no, it's, it's a cocktail. It's a cocktail. Oh, oh there's the Cafe Clio shot. It's like four alcohols mixed in. Lord. So Imagine four really rough shots mixed together in like a soda fountain, like malt glass, <laughs> and then shot up your nose with a straw. What? It's delicious. And you guys are just like, what, two seconds from the metro, standing around metro? That's right. right. We are just Walking two seconds line aside, right yeah. across from the so uh, club soda. The show and actually just take the metro home. Yeah. Yeah. So. Easy you know, easy. and then grab a, you know, poutine at uh, the Montreal Pool Room, which right has managed to survive after yeah, all this time. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's great. It's one of those, like, hanging out. There's a Belle Provence there, too. Right yes, the exactly. Yeah. So lots of good snacks Subways. and stuff to enjoy. Subway's the last Yeah, yogurt. That's right. You know you're... Yep. Yeah, you know there's the area. A, there's you know a, the area. a pizza metropole. Exactly. Walter, Walter announces for for, <laughs> uh, for all the. You announce for Battle War at Foofs on uh, and at, at on Sundays. So yeah, you know, I'm all, you know I'm the late. Well acquainted with that area, and also from yeah. like uh, TSC shows, general stuff, debauchery, just being yeah, general drunk. Walter, you don't have That's you don't it. have much going on. You I feel you've cleared your schedule coming up. Eh? No, I got bit. this goddamn baby show. This baby. Oh, <laughs> I got dear. this baby show. It's gonna be four hours sleeping. In any case, showtime's 10 o'clock. Oh, really? yeah. okay. The show finishes, wraps up at about 11.30, 11.45. Okay. And time. that's with an intermission. And There's you're contests. ready to get back onto the metro. There's a silly... Oh, have we got a great contest this month. Oh, my it's goodness. Jimmy came up with this in his mad brain. And I think the audience is going to really appreciate this one. Stomp the fake news. you got to yes. come see it. Yes. Ooh, gotta like check it, it out. Well, and we in. have the I'm best in. Trump on stage yes. ever. And Hillary Darryl Clinton Hammond. is gonna be there. Putin is gonna be there. Uh, let me see. Bill Clinton is Darryl gonna Darryl be there. Melania is gonna Darryl be Hammond. on stage. <laughs> oh my goodness. So we've That's got amazing. all sorts. And we've got a great, uh, Soviet homage to animation on The Parasite That's and true. The Worker. Oh, oh shit. Oh, no. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. So that's a classic <laughs> one. So if you know your Simpsons, this yeah. is a great homage <laughs> to this. Uh, thank you so much. That? And it's 10 bucks. <laughs> 10 you bucks. can't it's get better than that. It is pretty much the cheapest burlesque show in town, and it's a, a large show, too. There's like 10-plus acts. It's crazy. Yeah, we're about a cast of 20 people yeah. backstage, on stage. You, you get and a hell of a show for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excited. You get your money's worth. So, you know, support local entertainment. Yep. And support if you like it enough, there's a, there's a frequent flyer card, too. That's you, right. You, buy, you come to, what, four shows, you get the fifth one free. That's right. We actually have a punch card and everything. Sweet. It's pretty yeah, good. Which is pretty cool. That's super fun. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Oh, yeah. thank you very thank much. You gentlemen. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy Excellent. holidays Happy to you. Until we get to that uh, 100 photo coffee table book. I, yeah. I'm liking this idea <laughs> yeah. even more so, but come celebrate the 60th yeah. show. I was going to say, I didn't understand how 60 years ago it was, you know, allowed, this was allowed to happen. But. <laughs> one a year. There's been one, one candy ass cabaret a year. 1957. No. It was a dark year. It was a very dark year. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, Those sweet, sweet piano tunes you're listening to right now come courtesy of Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude. 
Oh man, that was some great podcasting, wasn't it? Anyhow, be sure as always to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, add us on iTunes, buy our stuff, and basically try as hard as you can to make us happy in every single way possible. Uh, of course, be sure to check back every day on 9to5.cc for comics on Wednesdays, podcasts on Thursdays, Scott or Sophie's art on Fridays, and seriously, we'll try as hard as we can to get Zombies and Loathing, Fuck Mondays, and Templars back as soon as we can. Thanks for listening, everyone. 9to5.cc We're not working. Why should you?